Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Business owners, uh, we, we turn our attention to you again today on Chicago's Legal Latte as we look at uh, options for buying, selling, or merging your business. We've talked about uh, some of these approaches in the past. We'll go a little more into detail today. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, pleased to be back with you for another discussion. Um, today, I welcome back to the podcast Stephen Magala, a shareholder at Lavelle Law. We've talked to Steve a number of times and look forward to his input, and, and Paul Hines, who's going to share with us his background. He's an alliance partner at Goldberg Heinz Business Advisors, um, and we're going to learn more about uh, his work. So first of all, both of you, thanks for being here today. It's really nice to have you with me on the podcast. Good to be here. Thanks, Thank Jim. you for inviting me. Absolutely. So, Paul, you're, you are new. It's your first time visiting with us, and uh, I know you've got uh, a number of things you do to assist businesses. Tell me a little bit about your background. In the beginning, I was a uh, member of a family-owned manufacturing company that was started originally about a hundred years ago. Uh, in that starting, it was uh, generally a precision manufacturing company here in, in the Chicago area, and from that it grew uh, through World War II and beyond. By the time I, the third generation, came into the business, there was a a significant large recession uh, on the horizon. The storm clouds were beginning to form, and my advisors told me that I had better give some thought to doing something with my business. I had no clue as to what to do, and this was about 42 years ago. Subsequent to that, we, by virtue of real-life experience, sold the business successfully. And the next morning, I was the president of nothing. I had a successful sale and was very anxious to look uh, and doing something in, in some area. I found that uh, giving people education and understanding about how to successfully sell their business was indeed a market, and it, it's proven to be such. In the last 15 years, Joel Goldberg and I joined forces. We've known each other for a good long time. He has his own firm, as I have my own firm. And we decided to craft Goldberg Heinz Business Advisors as a strategic alliance. And that is a good form uh, for people to grow profitably. It's one of the forms that we recommend to our clients to this date. We have completed significantly more than 250 completed transactions, which include merger, acquisition, sale, and several other forms of formalized alliances uh, nationally, mainly in the Midwest, and sometimes nationally and sometimes internationally. We want to kind of draw on that experience of 250-plus transactions today a little bit. Uh, we'll talk both sides, but let's, let's start. Since you mentioned the sale of your business originally, let's, let's talk about selling a business. Uh, what, any top tips, things that, you know, if someone who 
wants to sell a business, maybe you know, judge the value of their company, where, where should they start to really prepare for a sale? The motivation to make the decision to sell is wide and varied, and I think it's appropriate to simply mention some of the uh, more frequent, and that is age or assuming a retirement, notwithstanding uh, illness or domestic uh, issues. But in the main, when someone has started or inherited a business and they've gone through the processes of running it, hopefully successfully, they get to the point where they begin thinking about what to do. Uh, maybe it's pressure from the family. Maybe there are errors uh, to take over the business or to purchase it, be recipients of gifts of the business. But the planning, the planning is the most important element. Start as many years, not months, as many years as you possibly can. Of course, there are circumstances when people get ill or there are emergencies, but I'm talking in, in, a, in a pleasant environment where planning is possible. You, you need to draw together a few very important elements, and that is how healthy is your business, how saleable is your business, and what is the value of your business today, because it will change circumstances will influence its value. So the planning, the options, and knowing your options is critically important, coupled by one of the final things is how much will you get for your business? What can you do to prepare to yield more in a sale or in a merger relationship? And then what do you keep out of all that. It's amazing to us how few people really understand until they're well into the process that they get around to asking their accountant, what will I keep from all this? So we play the role as early as we possibly can and begin going forward. And Steve, I know you work very closely with companies. Yeah, your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, generally we kind of tell our clients to start a couple of years out. I mean, you know, depending on the facts. Uh, but I think, you know, a couple of years out is a good kind of general rule to start with. And, you know, oftentimes it takes some time to kind of prep and clean up their books and, uh, you know, make it uh, make the business presentable and to try to maximize value. And, and Paul, I certainly want to talk about selling uh, or, or buying, but when it comes to selling, I want to tie together something you mentioned and make sure, it, you know, see if this is a valid point, which is, you know, is there a relationship between the amount of planning that goes into it and the ultimate value of the transaction? I, you mentioned, you know, what do I get out of it and how long does it take? But if you do it longer and better, does it lead to better value? Well, if we assume for a moment, Jim, that the value has been established and the, dis the decision to move forward is in play, now we talk about what kind of buyer ought to buy your business. In a pandemic environment such as this, we were early on deluged by people looking for businesses that they could virtually steal from the seller because of fear, because of rapid drop-offs in revenue, and a number of other uh, influences. I think 
the seller, even with reasonable relationships with advisors, need to discuss the big picture with five or six different elements, most of which we've just mentioned. But the quality, the capability, and the interest of a prospective buyer who knows the business or knows the markets that the business is in increases the probability of a higher price. Someone who has a son or daughter and they say, well, I'd like to buy you a business because you can't come into my business yet. And they go out and try to find something and plunk down inexperienced people into businesses that they don't know how to run. The failure rate there is pretty high. And we're talking today with Paul Hines um, and Steve Magala of Laval Law, and Paul joins us from Goldberg Hines. Um, uh, in, in terms of the advising that they do, we will try and get as much in here as we can. There's all, certainly a lot to talk about today. And, um, Paul, let's, let's talk about the, the buying side of things. And, and there's different ways to approach that. You can, you know, buy, sell, merge, different different approaches. When you work with a client, you sort of look at um, the best model for them as a buyer, how they would uh, structure and how they would approach a purchase and what their options are. The uh, executive suite or the boardroom of a lot of companies, mostly privately owned companies that we work with, people want to get more profitable sales. I don't know of any company in my history that has refused the initiative to get more profitable sales. They want diversity. Perhaps some of their mainstay products or services have matured, and now they're looking to see what other trends are available to bring on in as an acquisition, or I might say a product line to buy, or a license agreement, or some sort of technology transfer so that they can become almost exclusive in the manufacture or distribution of new products to market. So the buying mentality usually starts with more profitable sales. Then confusion in many cases sets in. They don't know quite where to go, how to approach. How do I buy a product line? How could I enter into the acquisition of part of a larger company subsidiary and incorporate it into my company? Sometimes the resources such as precious metals, copper, in manufacturing electronic contacts, for example. A good resource in copper supply is a great consideration as an acquisition candidate. And it's that type of logic that applies. We're pleased to be able to guide that based on the transactions we've done and the knowledge of industry markets. So it's good to talk it through first before you make the bold step of an acquisition. And, and Steve, I know Lavelle Law does a lot in terms of mergers and acquisitions. It's an important part of the practice there. You know, in terms of structuring deals and and uh, doing due diligence, uh, it sounds like uh, you know much of what Paul is saying is, is kind of consistent with what what uh, you do in terms of preparing your um, clients to to make a good deal as it you know for lack of a better term. 
Yeah, we definitely counsel our clients to, you know, take a team approach to uh, any sort of um, transaction, whether it's a merger, sale, or um, acquisition. And so, you know, uh, people like Paul are certainly, you know, valuable members of the team that can help guide a business with respect to, um, you know, uh, uh, both types of transactions. And, you know, we're certainly on board as legal counsel with respect to helping, um, you know, negotiate and draft those uh, documents to reflect the deal. And, and Paul, we've only got a couple minutes left before I let you go. When you when you talk about, you know, evaluating a target, making sure it's the right deal, are there any particular high level criteria that um, you know a buyer should start with? Communications, thorough discussions, and analysis. When the president decides to make his company bigger, or the owner does, there oftentimes is an impulse factor that comes into play. Big mistake. Talk to your subordinates. Bring in the team. Discuss what the impact of an acquisition of a company, a product line, a merger, or some relationship will have on the existing corporation. So communications, planning, understanding, and impact of the consequence of making that decision and how to measure it to make sure that it is successful. Is that uh, would I would I be wrong to suggest that that's what we would call, you know, corporate culture and making sure that the various various cultures can come together and coexist? Absolutely, there are, there are stories and stories and stories about circumstances, especially international transactions, that have been prevented from becoming nightmares because the planning and the understanding and the attention to corporate culture has been uh, analyzed and dealt with properly. You're talking with people, people who buy things, people who sell things, and people who make and distribute things. And people have unique characteristics that have to be understood. Well, great insight uh, from Stephen Magala and Paul Hines today. We thank them both for being with us. Um, of course, Stephen, you can always reach at LavelleLaw.com. Um, plenty of information about the work that uh, he does and uh, things happening at Lavelle Law. And Paul Hines uh, at Goldberg Hines Business Advisors. You can learn more about their services by visiting GoldbergHines.com. It's GoldbergHines.com. And uh, Paul, with uh, as you heard, over 250 transactions uh, accomplished, uh, can share information, whether it's buying, selling, merging, a lot of information available. So, Thanks to them for being with us today. Thanks to all of you for joining us as well. Look forward to upcoming conversations on Chicago's Legal Latte. Thanks for being here today.